0: This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to to Sportsfire, the sports comedy podcast. that's going to play Central Michigan in the Sun Bowl, I guess. I'm your host, Adam but You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and live streaming in a banner ad next to the Barstool Bowl, which is now just Dave Portnoy going on a three-hour cancel culture rant with a halftime show, The Basist from corn. Big show today. Absolutely nobody is here. No guest. It's the holiday season, and I made this for you. But first, let's take a quick trip through the headlines. The New York Giants announced head coach Joe Judge and quarterback Daniel Jones will be back in 2022, while Giants fans announced they'll be back in 2023. Bears coach Matt Nagy, quote, assumes he'll coach Chicago's final two games. But you know what they say, when you assume you make an ass out of Andy Dalton. The Military, Holiday, and Wasabi Fenway Bowls were all canceled due to COVID cases. Also canceled, the Burt's Bees Lip-Touching Bowl, the Elements Massage Therapy Close Contact Bowl, and the Binax COVID Test Spit Sample Gargle Bowl. That last one wasn't even football. Everybody just spits in a bowl. The Georgia Bulldogs are battling back against a, quote, COVID hotspot before the national semifinals against Michigan, and they really seem to be banking on the fact that dogs couldn't get it. If it turns into a full-blown outbreak, the weakened Georgia defense could allow something like, I don't know, 41 points and 421 passing yards. Ah, sorry, that's what they did full strength against Bama. My bad. Vaccinated NBA players can now return after quarantining for only six days. Meanwhile, unvaccinated players are only allowed to kiss outside team facilities. NFL players can also return after just five days and do not have to get tested again, per the CDC's latest recommendation, which is a great way to learn the CDC is full of Packers and Bucks fans. The SEC has also changed its COVID guidelines, which is a load off Nick Saban's back, because he wasn't going to report Alabama's 56 positive cases anyway, but now he's doing the right thing by doing that. Joe Burrow broke the Cincinnati Bengals, passing yardage record with 525 against the Ravens. That total edges past the previous record, Andy Dalton's 131. P.S. Who on earth let Matt Schaub throw for 527 yards back in 2012? The Jacksonville Jaguars. Got it. Could have guessed that without Googling, actually. Only Chakras Schaub wasn't somehow also on the Jaguars at that point. Burrow also made waves this week by saying that Cincinnati is too boring for players to break protocol and get COVID, but the joke's on him because COVID's actually native to the city's chili supply. Carolina Panthers head coach Matt Rule summed up his team's struggles by saying, quote, as I tell our team all the time, it took Jay-Z seven years. To do what? Win six games, I guess? Another similarity between the Panthers and Jay-Z is that they both have upwards of 98 problems. Clippers star Paul George will miss time with an injury that's not the novel coronavirus, that's possible? No, come on, test his elbow again. There's there's gotta be at least a little bit of COVID in there. Steph Curry has reportedly gained 15 pounds since entering the NBA. Meanwhile, I have gained 15 pounds of eggnog weight this week. Brad Marchand of the Bruins is furious at the NHL for taking its players out of the Olympics. Marchand planned to participate as Bebo, a nasty rat mascot who is always on the hunt for toes. And football icon John Madden passed away this week at the age of 85. The family is requesting Mourner send roses inside a tulip inside a turkey. Glad Madden and Pat Summerall are now together again in heaven providing weird commentary on Jimi Hendrix and Keith Moon jamming. I will be forever grateful to the virtual version of John for never judging me when I made Michael Vick run 45 yards backwards just to get the defense on its heels before racing forwards towards the end zone. Rest well. Boom. This podcast is brought to you by Knuckleheads. The Knuckleheads podcast brings on some of the best NBA players, past and present, to have totally unguarded conversations about sports, culture, and basketball nostalgia. That's why you read the Players' Tribune, and that's why you listen to their podcast. The hosts, former NBA veterans Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles. They're lifelong friends and bona fide truth-tellers. Listen as they invite special guests, high-profile athletes, musicians, and entertainers to get brutally honest about everything from current events to untold stories from the golden era of sports and culture. Named for the on-court celebration they made wildly popular, this unfiltered, hilarious, and surprising podcast is like playing NBA 2K with no fouls. Knuckleheads is in its seventh season. Seven seasons of podcasts, and guests this season are better than ever, including Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Sue Bird, and DeMar DeRozan. So listen to Knuckleheads presented by the Players' Tribune for unfiltered, unguarded NBA conversation led by Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles featuring all the elite athletes you'd love to hear more from. Now, watching the NFL with my family this weekend, I obviously had a fantastic time. It's a great product, not dangerous, consistent refereeing. It's got the whole package. But I did notice the Fox sad injury music is getting a a bit too savage these days. Did anybody else notice this? It's 3rd and 8 for the Packers, but we'll step aside because Harrison Smith is still down. And they're bringing out the card. Oh, God, this, this really isn't good. That leg is not supposed to bend that way. Oh, wow, that's actually an arm. Why is it down there? Hey, can, can we cut to commercial? Why are we still lingering here? Is it just so we can play the music? Okay, now it's way louder. Oh god here comes the priest and he's puking can we please cut to commercial yeah that definitely felt like overkill especially once the arm showed up where the leg should be you would have thought that would be the end of it but that wasn't the last time i heard the sad injury music over the holidays i'm not sure you all noticed this but the music seems to have gained power and taken on a life of its own anybody else noticing this here listen like it's just in the wild now. Hey, uh, Marion, seriously, uh, have a good Christmas. You too, Alex! Hey, uh, wait, before you go, um, I, uh, I like you. I like you too, you've always been such a good friend. No, I, I really, really like you. Oh, Alex, I'm sorry, I'm actually going to my boyfriend's parents' place for the holidays. Um, okay. Hey, where's that music coming from? Is that the Fox Sports robot? Is that your boyfriend? See? Was that kind of weird? Not the fact that I stooped and recorded that entire private conversation. The other part. And then I walked past the Brooklyn Bridge and heard this why me god why me i go to church every sunday for 30 years and my wife walks out the door and never comes back then she does come back but she's with the mailman and she says that she and the mailman aren't together like that but you just know because like why is he there then and then he says he almost forgotten delivers you your mail and it's dynamite please god just give me a sign that everything will be okay Okay, that sounds bad. Can I have, like, a different sign? Lord, please. I- I- I'm-, I'm begging you. That is a disgusting act. It's not an act. I-, I was being completely sincere. That's very unkind. Hey, is that cart for me? I- I'm not injured yet. Yeah, again, very weird. A- and then you're not gonna believe this, but after that, I stopped by a funeral. We are here today, not to mourn the death, but to honor the life of Fox Sports composer Alan Nordine, A genius who could create a song for any mood on any football broadcast, Alan was taken from us tragically and far too soon when he was run over by an injury cart. Let us bow our heads as we remember a devoted husband and father. Yeah, I was also expecting a different song. How about that? And now, my final flame. Spider-Man No Way Home dominated at the box office this week. And it has me thinking. Which athlete would make the best Doctor Strange? For my money, none of them could compete with Benedict Cumberbatch. He's a professional actor. But the movie also had me thinking about sports and the multiverse. In another timeline, is Tom Brady still in New England while Bill Belichick has moved on to being the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback? Is there a universe where Patrick Mahomes chose baseball, while his father, Pat Sr., instead opted for accounting? What if the Washington football team never changed their name, but instead ditched Washington and added an extra R-skins? But the speculation doesn't stop there. What if a Spider-Man pitched for the Detroit Tigers? What if Alex Rodriguez never did steroids, but instead opened a cracker factory? If Tom Holland and Zendaya teamed up with the troops, could they beat an NFL team? Why did J. Jonah Jameson want so many pictures of Spider-Man and was it so he could make Spider-Man a fake ID? And why can't billionaires pay for their own effing stadiums? Sometimes I lock myself into a time loop by asking all these sports questions. Questions like, who can jump higher? Giannis Antetokounmpo, or two Giannis Antetokounmpo's tied together lengthwise? What's the greatest team to never win a championship? The 2007 New England Patriots or the Bernie Sanders campaign? Why not go for two after every field goal? If I reared back and threw a baseball as hard as I could, could I whip it through an eye socket? Why does my father have a framed photograph of Terrell Davis perched on his piano? And why is the glass cracked? We may never know. This is one multiverse I never want to Spider-Man. Happy hunting. My thanks to the sad fox injury music. We'll see ya in the new year.